Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Exploring Awesome. Today on the show, are you uh, having trouble with stress in your life, the way the world's going, or just uh, uh, stuck in traffic, anything like that going on? My guest today is going to uh, talk to us about adapting to changes. So we're going to be handling, learning uh, better ways of handling change, handling stress in our lives. And uh, i got to tell you, she's got a long list of credentials. Uh, probably going to leave some out, um, but she can, she can correct me if I miss something. She's, uh, she's an award-winning trainer. She also was named as one of uh, Shape.com's hottest trainers, uh, hottest 50, one, of her, one of their 50 hottest trainers. She's also a uh, health and fitness writer. She's an author of a, a book or two and uh, also an outdoor enthusiast, yoga, vegetarian, and uh, I still let her on the show. All right, everybody. Uh, with that, I'm going to welcome Elizabeth Ray Kovar. Welcome, Elizabeth. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you so much. Uh, did I leave anything out of your uh, of your uh, your list of credentials there? Oh no, I think you did it pretty well. I mean, um, I'm kind of a uh, energetic health coach and fitness trainer and kind of a wanderer. So I've just written a memoir called Finding Om, an Indian Journey of Rickshaws, Chai, Chapati, and Gurus. And it's just basically a spiritual journey about backpacking and traveling through India as well as studying yoga um, in India and backpacking through Australia. So, no, I think you hit everything pretty much on the dot there. Fantastic. Hey, I want to let everybody know, too, if you, uh, if you want to call in and uh, have any questions for uh, Elizabeth, please call in. The number to do that is 619-924-0744. Again, that's 619-924-0744. Of course, I'm Jim Kellner, certified hypnotherapist, stage hypnotist, all-around swell fella. Elizabeth, how can we uh, – what's, what's the best approach you think – if I'm uh, if I'm going through some some changes, you know, one of the things about about um, about change is that the, the the most fittest the you know our key to survival is our ability to adapt to change, and yet most of us I think or at least a lot of us are resistant to change. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, some of us are definitely fixed individuals, and others of us are a little more mutable. Um, I think right now with what is happening in the world is that there's a lot of changes and it's happening at a very fast and rapid speed. And so the number one thing that I think is that we have to kind of go back to the basics. And what I mean by that is just really understanding who we are as individuals and understanding the earth and the planet and the animal kingdom. Um, the one thing is that life is constantly changing. I know that definitely back in the Tudor era in England, they saw massive changes when the Protestant religion was, um, you know, being birthed into a highly Catholic country. And so every shift and change that has happened through humanity is something that every era and every um, country and culture has gone through. And I think when we start to understand ourselves as better or understand ourselves better as human beings, we can adapt to change. So, for example, 
in in Greek, the word metabolism means change. And so we as humans are changing every day through um, our metabolism. We have to break down food and we have to build up muscle. And so we see these constant breaking down and building up processes that happen into us. And some of us are definitely a little more resistant to resistance change. And, and I don't think that's necessarily always a bad thing. I just think it's about the mindset. It's kind of understanding things from a bird's eye view on life. So if you have that higher perspective, you can better adapt yourself to whichever outcome is going to happen um, on an individual level and on a collective level as well. Yeah. You know, I always, um, whenever I'm talking to clients, they're, they're, uh, they're oftentimes they're, they're so uh, discouraged because they can't figure out, you know, why do I keep, you know, whatever it is, cigarette, you know, smoking or drinking or, or eating the wrong foods um, when I know that that's not good for me. I try to, to remind them that as far as your, the, you know, like your subconscious mind is concerned, you've made it this far. So whatever you've done has kept you alive this long, and so it's pretty resistant to doing something that, that could have a different outcome. And uh, so I think that's why a lot of us – Do you have you always been so uh, adaptable to change yourself? I love change, but it is hard to do it. I mean, I've, I have lived abroad four times, and each time before I left, I would go through these two- to three-month periods of freaking out. I mean, I think that's definitely mm. normal as a human being, but when I got into the new country and the new landscape, it was amazing, I, and I couldn't even believe that I resisted change so much. So, I mean, in some ways, I'm like 50-50. I embrace change, but I also fear some certain things because I like my comfort zone and, you know, certain things like I like my apartment in Seattle. And, um, <laughs> and so, I mean, yes. And I think too, with going back to some of your clients, as far as, you know, having a hard time with quitting smoking or something like that, and that subconscious root of our mind that's kind of stuck I really think that we have a higher self. I mean, that's our soul. Our soul is speaking to us. Our soul is telling us to quit drinking and to quit smoking, but we ignore that. And I think a lot of it, we ignore that part of us because we're so polluted with what is happening in the mainstream media or the news, or we're really brought down to a dramatic level um, in our own minds and our own egos that we, we, uh, we just don't embrace the change or the higher self because the higher self is telling us to stop drinking or to stop sleeping with so many men or to, you know, maybe start looking for a new job because your boss is making your life hell. So I think it's trusting that voice and that inner gut feeling that is driving you to do something different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, how can we, I mean, if, if, we, if we kind of suspect that might be going on, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people listening that are going, um, you know, wow, you know, having maybe an, a eureka moment. And you're talking about this, this bird's eye view. Is that what you, you mean as far as, um, I mean, how can, how can I um, kind of get more in touch with, with what, you know, my soul really wants and how maybe I can, I can make that, that happen in my life? Well, I think to get in touch with your higher self, we need to stop bombarding ourselves with high stimulus. So maybe it is just taking a little bit of a break from the phone, 
stop reading the news every night. I know things are stressful for people right now, and maybe it's something as simple as a 10-minute walk outside in nature, or maybe it's listening to some calmer music, or just sitting quietly reading a book. I really think it's that stimulus, that the default mode part of our brain that constantly is in that wandering state, um, it's going to really activate when we're overstimulating ourselves. And sometimes that happens too with like going to the bar too much and drinking. I think it's just mm-hmm. breaking away from the stimulus so you can just allow yourself to kind of sit, ponder, and think. But the more you stimulate the relaxation part of your nervous system and your body, the more in tune you're going to get with your physiology and the stronger that voice and that higher self is going to come through to you. Mm-hmm. And then, and then what do we do to, to manifest that, that change? So, you know, if, if, uh, if my higher self tells me to stop sleeping with all those men, um, <laughs> uh, what do I do to, uh, to to stop that? Oh, yeah, that's a great question. You know, I think that's part of where individual responsibility is going to fall back on our actions. I mean, if you are in, I'm just thinking about when I was in college. There, you know, you would get really drunk and you'd maybe go and sleep over a guy's house. The higher part of me said, don't do this, don't do this. And, you know, it, it took that action of me saying I need to go home to actually not do something that I didn't want to do. And I think it's (laughs) difficult at first, but the first time, it's like a snowball effect. You know, the first time you do it, it'll get easier the second time, and then it'll get easier the third time and the fourth time. And I really think, Mm -hmm. um, you know, some things are just 50-50, like we're stuck in autopilot or in some negative behaviors, but I think part of that individual responsibility is just going to fall back on ourselves, and that comes through our actions. Like, just, I don't want to say just do it or don't do it like the Nike symbol, but in some ways you kind of have to just not do it <laughs> to break the cycle. Right. Mm-hmm. Great. And, and so, I'm sure you've seen a lot of that with hypnotherapy, um, you know, people people really trying to, to break these cycles. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Well, a part of them wants to, and then the other part doesn't want to because, um, you know, it's uncomfortable and it's, and they, you know, always feel like you're giving up something when, when what I really try to focus on is what you're getting, right? Mm-hmm. So, um and, you know, oftentimes these, these destructive behaviors, we're so uh, kind of locked into them and we, we're worried about what we're going to miss out on. But, but things can be so much different and so much better for, I think, most people to give it up. I mean, I don't know a whole lot of people that give up, you know, maybe uh, getting drunk every night and go, you know, after, you know, uh, maybe a few years, go, man, I really wish I could go back to that lifestyle, you know. Um, it's exactly. sort of a pattern that we get into, and we and we really want to stay there. Um, but once we're once we're done with it, you know, it's it's really not that big a deal. One of the funny things that I get from uh, smokers sometimes is they'll tell me like after they quit, they go, "But I don't feel like a non-smoker." And I said, "Congratulations, that's what a non-smoker feels like." I don't wake up yeah. every morning and go, "I'm a non-smoker," right? <laughs> right. right. You just you just are, and so. Sometimes they're a little bit disappointed that they don't have this, they don't wake up every day, you know, feeling like a, a non-smoker. But um, 
that's the way it goes. So let me uh, let me ask you this too. So you've traveled um, extensively, and uh, you know I got to I got to ask you this too. This is my because you've gone to like you've gone to India. And, uh, and where else have you been? You've lived abroad. Uh, where else have you lived? And you've, you've been a lot more places, but where have you lived? Yeah, so I lived in Australia on two separate occasions, once in 2005 and once in 2006. And then I was in India for about three months. I just say I lived there because I actually was living at a yoga retreat. And, um, I, you know, it was three mm-hmm. months, so I got to actually experience it. And then I lived in Germany for almost a year and a half in between 2014 and 2000, through the holidays of 2015. Yeah. Okay, so we're talking about change, adapting to change. This has been my big fear about going to someplace like India or something. Um, I think I do okay in Germany or Australia, but what do you eat while you're in India? Because I'm, I'm just I'm paranoid about that everything's going to just be awful because it's going to be German-crusted and, and all that. Yeah, so in India, what do you eat there? Is that what you asked? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, you know, you know, the funny thing about globalization, it's probably so much different now. When I was in India in 2007, I would say like 95% of everything on at restaurants or just street cart foods, it was Indian food. And I mean, I don't eat meat, so I adapted very well to eating um, Indian food, but you can't eat a lot of the raw food or street cart food because of the water is um, just really bad for the for the for us in the Western world, because we're just not used to, it's just polluted water. I mean, I saw kids drinking water out of a spit that it was literally brown. It was almost as dark as my hair, and they were drinking that. So you do have to be really careful. I mean, you have to brush your teeth with bottled water. But um, in terms of now, oh, my God, they have, like, California Pizza Kitchen and KFC in (laughs) India. And so that's, like, globalization at its best, you know. Wow. Unbelievable. But, yeah, you'd be eating a lot of rice, <laughs> naan with some lentils. You know, uh, I don't know about now, but I never saw anything with cow meat in it because the cow is sacred. But now mm-hmm. I think yeah. you probably have some burgers. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Everywhere's yeah. becoming more Americanized. <laughs> so it's a yeah. big change. <laughs> that is a big change going to that country. It's definitely an eye-opener. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you actually lived in a uh, in a yoga retreat for three months. Uh, what was that like? Yeah, so I was there actually. So I was in India for a total of almost three months. And so I was at this yoga center for six weeks. And it was really great. I mean, that's where I studied yoga. I got a scholarship through my university and my undergraduate degree. I got a fellowship to study yoga because that is just something I always wanted to do. And this fellowship was, what would you do if you could do anything? And at that time, I was so broken with so many different things in my life that I just knew I needed to study yoga, and I always wanted to study it from the source. And at this yoga center, it was amazing. There was just four of us in the class. It was an Ayurvedic hospital and yoga center, so you did have locals who were there treating themselves through Ayurvedic medicine. Um, but it was in the Nilgiri Hills, which are kind of like the Green Tea Mountains, so it was just really quiet and peaceful at Definitely is not the India that you see when you think of, like, the really crowded city streets and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, it was it, it was just such an amazing experience to just be in a place where all you could do is think about improving your life. <laughs> if that's the only thing I yeah. can think 
think of in terms of learning, I mean, we learned yoga in, in terms of the philosophy and, you know, alignment with the postures, but it was just a good point of your life to improve yourself, improve yourself to be a better human being. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Wow. Um, wouldn't that be a great thing for uh, for everybody to be able to, to take off and do? I mean, um, wow, how life-changing, I bet. Yeah, it definitely was. I, I was 22 at the time, and I think I was maybe a little bit ahead of my time when I was 22, but there was a lot, because I, I stopped drinking at the age of 21 while everybody kept drinking, and so there was this path that I saw that it was really difficult to go through in college because you, I was going in a completely different path than like 80% of the college students on campus. But it is, you know, I really mm. value that because I went through something at such a young age that not only helped me with my career, but I'm seeing people going through the same stuff I went through at 22, but at like 45 to 55 years old, like people are just starting to find themselves and in their middle ages and, so I'm very appreciative to have to have had that experience. Yeah, how amazing. Hey, folks, I just want to let you know, I want to remind you that uh, if you want to call in, you want to talk to, uh, to Elizabeth or to I, the number is uh, 619-924-0744. Uh, again, that's 619-924-0744. And that's actually, um, if, you're, if you're listening on uh, February 3rd, 2017, if you're listening to it at some other time, uh, we're probably not uh, answering the phone then. Um, we are recording live right now, but this will be stored at uh, Blog Talk Radio and also at my website, jimkellnerhypnotist.com, and it'll probably end up over at uh, Elizabeth's also. While I'm talking about that, why don't I give, uh, give uh, out some of uh, Elizabeth's info. Now, if you want to get a hold of Elizabeth, um, there's a few ways you can do that. I think probably one of the best ways is just go over to her website. You can find out more about her. Um, and that's ElizabethKovar.com, E-L-I-Z-A-B-E-T-H-K-O-V-A-R.com. And uh, you can find her there. You can also check out her travel blog at LemonTreeTravel.com. That's a really cool name, LemonTreeTravel.com. Yeah. And you're welcome. And also, if you go to Blog Talk Radio slash uh, Exploring Awesome, this will all be in the show notes as well, so you can track her down there. I gotta say too, I wanna I wanna plug this too. You know, you can also get on Facebook, of course, E R Kovar. Um, check out the, head over to to the uh, the blog talk, and uh, oh, and also you can now subscribe. I finally got it on iTunes and Stitcher and and all that stuff, so you can subscribe. Um, I really want to uh, I really want to talk about this. So if you follow Elizabeth on Instagram, that's E R K O V A R. Um, so it's the at symbol E R K O V A R on Instagram. You're going to see some pretty amazing photos um, of food, a lot, a lot of food. And um, even though I'm like, yeah, even though I'm like the anti-vegetarian, she posts a lot of food that I would love to eat. Um, do you take, do you do all of your own photography? I do, yeah, I do my own photography. So it's a little hobby of mine. Wow, I mean, amazing. And of course, I, I know you didn't. Uh, you didn't do these ones where you're um, that we're using for the promo, where you're holding the food and and uh, where you're uh, sitting in uh, uh, cross cross legged. Uh, I almost said the wrong yeah. way. Ooh. And uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm old people. Sorry, we just call it something different. Um, uh, cross legged. Those are uh, those are really uh, 
really beautiful photos too. Yeah, check her out on Instagram. You're going to see some amazing food pictures and uh, also some travel photos and things like that. Um, and, and I really think that Elizabeth can help you out if you're, uh, if you're wanting to get fit. She's here in the Seattle area. I know she consults with people probably, what, all over the world? I do, yeah. I do some online stuff. I don't do a ton, but I mainly, you know, I, I, do, get, I do get people that do email me from around the world. But um, mostly I'm just niched in my little Seattle space. But I am open. I'm open to helping people. I do uh, Reiki, distance Reiki, uh, every quarter for solstice. And I get people from everywhere, from Ireland to Australia to India, you know, Asia, everywhere. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's actually where I met Elizabeth. We were doing a Reiki training and uh, had some really interesting experiences um, with that. Now, um, what do you... You know, as we're as we're getting sort of uh, getting on the, uh, the tail end of the show, we still got a little bit of time left, but I do want to make sure we cover some, some very tangible things that people can do on a uh, on a regular basis. So maybe maybe talk about you know what's a typical day for Elizabeth like? Um, because you seem like you're pretty pretty well grounded. You you I mean you must handle stress pretty well, and and you've talked about handling change pretty well. Is there a typical day for you? What do you what do you kind of do with your day? Yeah, well, every day might be a little bit different, but I definitely, I mean, I have a job that I manage a little fitness center in a court in a corporate gym in downtown Seattle, and so usually I either start my day or at least midday there, um, and I come home, mm-hmm. and I might do a little bit of walking, or I might go swimming. I'm really big into swimming and yoga um, and walking, so those three things are like the main key points of my exercise. So I always take a little bit of time out for myself, and sometimes it's I can only go to the pool for 20 minutes, and that's all I can do, and that's I embrace that, and that's fine. Um, you don't need a lot of time to exercise, but so I do go to the mm-hmm. pool, and then I spend a lot of my day writing. Um, I I do teach an online community college class that's in yoga for Walla Walla Community College, so I have a lot of grading and reading to do. But I work on my blogs, mm-hmm. and I'm working on a little manuscript that I'm going to self-publish. So it's definitely I run around a little bit from here to there, but I try to keep everything in balance and try to really live a minimalist lifestyle to pursue things that I've always wanted to do in my life, and I've had to cater my lifestyle around that. So obviously I don't make money writing my own manuscript. Right now I'm working, I'm finishing up a vegan cookbook that I uh, did complete in Germany, I'm just working on the photography um, editing right now, but um, you know I don't I don't make a ton of money. <laughs> I don't make a ton of money working part time downtown, but it covers my bills. But I'm totally okay with that. It's because I'm fulfilling my soul by doing things that I I want to do. So yeah, that's kind of a typical day. You know, the weekends are a little different. It's a little more relaxed. I'll go to the pool or yoga class. I do yoga in a St. Mark's Cathedral every other Sunday in Seattle. Um, it's a great space, so if you ever uh, want to go, let me know. You can come with me. It's a donation-based class, and yeah, mm-hmm. that's kind of kind of a little bit about my day. Yeah, um, I, my my headphones cut out or something real quick. You said what happens at at St. Mark's? Oh, at St. Mark's Cathedral, it's in Capitol Hill. They have a, a cathedral yoga every Sunday at 6 o'clock at night. And I try to go every other oh. Sunday, um, and it's a donation-based class. So it is a church, but it's it's open to everybody, and it's a really beautiful space. It's a European-looking-style church. It's just 
a very awesome atmosphere to be in. I've been there. It's beautiful. I, I went to a concert there, and it was really, really marvelous. Um, oh, yeah, so you know it. Yeah, it's a great little spot. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. Metallica, I think. I don't know. <laughs> um, Offline, yeah. The, um, yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, what, what style of yoga do they do there? I'm just curious for myself. It's it's more moderate. So there's two different instructors. There's a younger lady. Her name is Brenna, and it's a little more moderate to a gentle flow. And on the other night, there's mm. an older lady named Wendy. And I would say it's a little bit more of a, still like a gentle hatha yoga. So it's nothing too intense. Oh. It's open to all levels. And um, obviously, the person can cater it to how they want. But it's definitely, it's just more to promote relaxation and to be getting in tune with your physiology. Yeah. Cool. I have a, I don't. I have this thing I don't like I don't like vinyasa for some reason I just can't can't get into it. I like to hold the pose a little bit and uh, so yeah. It's for hatha. Yeah, you would love this class me. then. <laughs> yeah, I would. I, I love hatha and I don't like it when it's too hard. So <laughs> um, that does sound sound good. Hey folks, um, you know something else I want to throw out there. You know, uh, people are always asking me, you know, what what's it feel like to be hypnotized and what's what's hypnosis like. Uh, so I set up this thing. If you'd like to try hypnosis for free, I'll send you a uh, hypnosis download. It's like 12 minutes long. Give you a little taste of what it's like. And it's super easy. Either head over to my website, which is in the show notes, jimkellnerhypnotist.com, or, or just uh, take out your cell phone. Take it out right now. Get ready. Are you ready? All right. Text Easy Trance to 313131, and it'll, uh, it'll shoot you back a message asking for your email address, where I'm going to send that to. So it's Easy Trance at 313131. You get a free hypnosis download. You get a subscription to the Mental Magic Newsletter where you find out about all this other groovy stuff. I'm, uh, I'm so intrigued by, by all the stuff that you do, and, and I, I think it's interesting, too. You talked about you don't make a lot of money on your writing, and, and, it's, and uh, you know, you're, not, you're not exactly um, uh, a millionaire, and yet you're able to travel. You're able to kind of live a life that you're creating um, you know, that a lot of people would really, you know, kind of dream about, but you talked about living uh, kind of like a minimalist, living simply. And uh, I think that's really awesome. And have you always been kind of like that? I mean, I think because of traveling extensively, when you live out of a backpack, you realize that you don't need as much stuff in your life. I do think that I've always been kind of a naturally good budgeter. And I think right now in my life, um, my husband and I share a lot of the same values. And I think the one thing we learned when living in Germany was that we want freedom. And, you know, my husband works for the government and I'm a health coach, fitness trainer. So we're not in the tech industry making six-figure salaries. Mm -hmm. And the number one thing that we found is that we had to reduce our lifestyle. So there's certain sacrifices. Like you can't drink coffee out every day. You have to drink it from home. I'm really into cooking, so that's not hard for me to do. And plus the food you cook at home is healthier. But, you know, I think we just have this idea that the more stressful that life is getting, we would love to retire early. Now retiring early means living a little bit more minimally. Um, now mm-hmm. and probably after retirement but um yeah my husband shares a lot of great information he has a blog it's called frugal in seattle so you can always check that out but oh. um yeah cool. i don't frugal like oh my seattle. god i yeah so like living abroad before i left 
for Germany, I made like $28,000 a year. Like not a ton of money at all. That's nothing. And I was right. still able to do it. I had to, I mean, we did live off of a stipend in Germany, but um, it was small. It was like 29 or 30,000 euro for two people for a year. So that's not a lot of money. <laughs> but mm-hmm. you can yeah. do things if you're willing to sacrifice some things in your life. And I can sacrifice eating out five days a week for my happiness. You know, I got to tell you, and um, it, it's, I find it so frustrating sometimes when I'm when I'm working with clients, and they are talking about how they don't have time to exercise, and they, you know, they don't have time to, uh, you know, go to the beach as often as they want or take a vacation, um, and yet they're driving a brand new car, um, talking about the house payments that they can't afford because, because they're they're spending all their money on that instead of instead of prioritizing and, and kind of creating that life that. They would really nurture them and, and help them to, to I think, live a longer, happier life. And uh, exactly. I do find that a little frustrating. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. I think it's natural in America. Like, we kind of want to have it all. Um, I mean, we have one car. It can't even go on the freeway. It's got moss growing out of the bumper <laughs> in the back. It's, like, completely a junker car, but that's what can get us to Trader Joe's and back, and we're okay with that. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. So you got to have... A, <laughs> Moss in your bumper, people. Moss in your bumper. Hey, we're going to wrap it up now. Elizabeth, thanks so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Um, I, you're welcome. And uh, maybe we'll have, uh, maybe we'll have uh, your husband on sometime. I'd love to hear about uh, the frugality. Um, check her out, everybody, ElizabethCovar.com. Check out her. Uh, and I, th- I said vegetarian, but I think she's actually vegan. So, woo. Um, check That's out okay. her Instagram, ERCovar. ER, ER and, of course, I'm Jim Kellner. Take care, be well, and be awesome. Bye. Bye-bye. Still on there? Hey, yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> oh, Awesome. Okay, I think uh, I think we're off the air, but don't just don't, don't say anything just in case. But uh, <laughs> hey, thanks a lot for uh, for being on the show today. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I really really appreciate it. I'm glad it worked out. It was yeah, super sorry fun. Yeah, uh, flow as smoothly as I as I wanted it to, but I think we got a lot of good information out there. Yeah, definitely. No, it's a great thing. Podcasts are great. They're super fun, and um, yeah, I'm so appreciative. Thank you. Absolutely, and uh, yeah, I would definitely like to uh, uh, talk to your husband uh, sometime down the road and, and find out about this frugality in Seattle. In fact, I just looked at the website, or I'm, I just searched it, so I'll be looking at the, oh, it's a Facebook group. Is that what it is? Oh, I think it's, well, I think it's called, wait, let me Google it, Frugal in Seattle. Um, oh, blog, there it is. Oh, is that it? I haven't even actually really, like, been to his blog too much. Oh, so he hasn't posted in a while. This is funny. Oh. Well, yeah, that's him, Frugal in Seattle. Okay. But, no, he's super hardcore. I mean, it's amazing. Like, working, you know, working for the government, and we're from Ohio, so, like, working for the government out here, you get paid a lot more than some other um, cities or states. But, really, like, we really don't make – 
a ton of money. It's literally all about savings. And he's super hardcore. Like every Sunday he makes a crock pot meal to last him for his five days of lunch. And it's just, it's all about mm-hmm. like the priorities and setting yourself up. And a lot of his coworkers are doing the same thing. They're complaining about how poor they are, but yet when they would take a mm-hmm. lunch walk, they would go buy like a hundred dollars worth of toys at the pet store. So I think maybe, yeah, if you ever get in touch with him, he'd have some great advice about, you know, reducing your lifestyle. I think it just depends on where people want to be at. Like, we don't want to live till, or we don't want to work till, you know, we're dead. (laughs) Right. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I love that. And still being able to travel and and making time for exercise and all those things that are really important uh, that uh, so many people just don't, don't seem to make the time for. Right, exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, yeah, I, I probably will do the, uh, the. Are you going this week to the yoga? Or is it is it this week or next week? Oh, uh, let's see. Is it this week? Wait. I, um. Oh, I have a calligraphy class that goes till six. That's actually not too far from that um, church. I, the older lady this week. The younger gal is going to be there oh, next cool. week. So. Yeah, um, if you ever want to go, just let me know. The the older lady, you know, it's a little more rigid. It's not as, like, fluid, but, it's, you know, it's, it's an older lady. Like, you'll hold a stretch for, like, 20 minutes or 20 seconds, 30 seconds, and you'll do the other side. So it's a little more right and left versus doing, like, a sequence of, like, four X, four stretches and then on one side and then you do it on the other side. So, yeah, if you I ever want to go, just let me know. I like it. Yeah, I'm gonna go this Sunday then. I'm gonna go. Yeah. So, yeah, it's great. Cool. Donation. Maybe I'll see you there. Yeah, perfect. Good deal. Awesome. And that's sick. Thanks for the info. Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, good. All right. All right. Well, it was great well, talking to you. Yeah, it's and good to take, see you. If care. you're ever in Seattle long enough, we can get a coffee or something. So. Sounds like a plan. All right. Have a great day. You too. Take care. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.